You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast with Ellen Toomey, episode number nine. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. I legitimately believe this is the best HTML training you will find anywhere. And I'm going to tell you why I think that. I'm not just saying like, oh, yeah, it's the best. It's because I have put an enormous amount of time and energy into understanding the learning aspect of it. So here's the thing. You can read a book or watch a documentary and just kind of like, get information and not be sure how to it applies to your life. That's a valid form of knowledge. I read all the time. I don't always know what I'm going to get out of it. That's totally valid. That isn't what I do here. What we do here is say, what specific knowledge do I need to get the results? So in this case with HTML, it's build skills for a resume to get a job build freelance skills, or if you're, I know I've got some people here who are building their own companies and websites, it's to have those skills. Now, I've gone over the whole like WordPress, you can do WordPress without HTML, just wanna say that, but you will never go wrong. Like I don't, even if you wanna be a scrum master and that doesn't involve any coding, you'll never go wrong learning this. And I'm gonna tell you the 20% of HTML you need to get the 80% functionality. And I've gone over this in meticulous detail. And this is the thing about HTML, like you don't need a ton of time. You just to just do it every day for a week, maybe two. And I'm gonna go over like the couple of different contexts to go over, but I'm gonna tell you which parts of it are worth learning and spending the time on. And I get really specific. Um, and which ones do you not need to worry about? And I explain why it doesn't really matter. And then also, because I'm teaching you how to learn it, let's say that there's one thing that you don't know. And then you get on the job, but you have HTML on your resume and you don't know how to do this one thing, which that happens all the time in software. And I feel like the new people, that's the biggest message I have for you. Like, they just look it up. Like, I know that that's what they do. It's not just what I did. I talked to lots of developers. They just look it up. Now, there's thought behind it, but you have to know where to apply it when. That's the tricky part. But so back to HTML, if you know enough of this, if you know this 20%, you put it on your resume, it's a line on your resume, you get into the workplace and you don't know something, I'm going to show you how to just find the answer quickly, which is, that's exactly what we need to do. Okay. I'm going to jump into the learning here. So let me share my screen with you. Okay, if you have never heard of W3 schools, this is a great reference. Now, one of the things I really like to teach is not about, well, this is, is this bad or good? I want you to really avoid that language because certain resources are better in certain circumstances. And H, W3 schools is a comprehensive resource, meaning it you can look up any tag in it. So it's going to have every single HTML tag. That's what it's for. 
But if you go here without a plan and you don't know, you're like, I just want to learn HTML, it's actually really pretty tricky. And you might say, but Ellen, they have all these great tutorials. And I would say, okay, well, which one are you trying to learn? So then you might say, I don't know, I guess I want to learn HTML or I guess here's the problem. You get into this whole thing where it's like feature, 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 feature. Okay, so I just told you, I promised you, you're gonna, if you don't know how to do something, we're gonna do HTML, and but now you know, if you don't know how to do something, you can come to W3 Schools, and then you can go up here in the search and search for how to do it, okay? I think the real challenge will come in when we decide when do we need HTML versus CSS versus JavaScript. That's the big thing. Because HTML, technically you can do things with it, but it makes responsive design really, really tricky. And we just do a lot of that in CSS and we even do it in JavaScript. So just to be clear, there are many, many functions that you can do, many features you can produce, put an image on the screen, for example, you could do that in HTML, you can do it in CSS, and you could do it in JavaScript. That's one of the reasons it gets so confusing. So you might say, well, which one do you use? It depends. And that is the trick. Therein lies the like, why it's so hard to parse it out when you're new. You're like, but I don't know which one to use. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to teach you the 20% of HTML that will give you 80% of the functionality that you need out of HTML. When we're learning with this approach, which is called the big picture approach to learning tech, we don't want to learn line by line by line and memorize. It isn't really helpful, okay? We want to learn by sequencing in the right order and by having stakes. Have a sequence, have a stake, you'll up your odds of learning this much more. The other reason that W3 Schools is really great is they have this try, try it window. So this is the window here. So if I click Learn HTML, and I'm on the very first one. If I scroll down a little bit, it'll say, try it yourself. And we are on the very first one, okay? So this is the one we're on. That was the result that you just saw right here. This is a heading, this is a paragraph. There's a little bit more to it. So these are the lines of code. And I, I say, don't go line by line by line. You need this amount to start. This is your starting point. And HTML has this doc type HTML in there. Um, it looks like W3 Schools even puts an extra HTML there. I don't know why. I think that has to do with their editor, okay? But you can leave that in there for, for their purposes because this is just an editor. So, so you can see here's this is the heading. Okay, then if I change this and say super duper heading and then I click run, then it just changes it. You can see where it does that, okay? And they have, they're saying page title number three let's try that so they've got title up here so title is usually i guess it doesn't change here title is different than a heading it's the one that appears up here in the browser so that's another one right like it's an environment thing that it's tricky so if you were doing a normal html page you might say well where would i do that i recommend using w3 schools first and then using a notepad and I will go into how to do this because it's actually a little tricky. I want you to understand that the structure of HTML is the important part, okay? 
If you have, for example, so here's, so we have this doc type has to go first, HTML. Optionally, you can have an HTML additional one, additional tag there. Everything between the curly brackets is a, is a tag. Here is the head open tag. Then when I have this backslash here, here is the head close tag. And then the title of the page goes in between. So open title, the text that I want to appear, close title. That's all within the top of that. That's all the head. You know, it's like the heading, the header of the top of the HTML. You don't really need to know anything else about that yet. And then all of the content, uh, like this super duper heading, and this is a paragraph, goes within the body tag. So we have the body tags. You have to have body open. There's body open. There's body close. And you may say, well, why is that? Is that body open? It just is. The tag that you put here is called an open tag. And if you put a slash at the end, then that's the close tag. There are a few tags in HTML that don't require a close tag, but for the most part, when you open something, you have to close it. H1 is a heading. This is a super duper heading, close tag. Paragraph, P open, close P. Okay, so this is, this is I'm considering this, I mean, there are a few tags in here, but this is step one. You have to set this up like, the way it is. And, and you might just say, well, okay, I can remember that. Or it doesn't even really matter if you can remember it. You just have to understand that when I type something between these paragraphs, woohoo! if I type that, then I click run, it will appear here. I, you have to understand that dynamic. And you have to understand that a heading means something that's larger on a page where the title means it appears here. That's the important part that you need to learn when it comes to HTML. So that's the beginning of it. And now we're going to talk about just a few more tags that are really important to this experience of learning 20% of HTML for 80% effectiveness. Okay. So the next thing is that without, so all that was, it was text. So without linking then that there's no point, right? Like everything on the web is about the hyperlink. That's where the name HTML comes from. Hyper text markup language. Okay. And the hypertext is a link. So that's very much the way that internet was designed is that it was originally just in a room and there were, you know, a handful of computers but we would link from one document to the other. That's out of the government, out of a, a project called DARPANET. That's how it grew. Here's how we execute that. So all I'm doing here, this one looks a little different. I no longer have the heading tag. So I'm gonna actually remove that. I'm gonna parse out what is different on this one, which is this HTML links. And I'm gonna copy it and I'm gonna go back to this one here, and I'm gonna just paste it under my paragraph. And I think it's really helpful to have a very basic web site or web page and add to it and then see what happens. And that's the beauty of HTML that you don't find in other languages. That's why it's called a scripting language. Now, you do find this almost all the way for CSS. The only thing is CSS, you have to have an element that you're applying everything to. And pretty much it's like, type it in, you see it on the screen. Type it in, you see it on the screen. 
But JavaScript, you can easily show something on the screen, but there's more logic happening behind it. There's very little logic happening here. We type something in, it gets encoded, the computer understands it, it spits it out. Okay, so I've added to this website and I'm gonna run it. And I'm not gonna explain it, I'm gonna run it first. Okay, that is key. Put it in, see what happens. Okay, so we look and we say, oh, HTML links, that's between an H2 tag. I can look at this and see that my H1 tag up here, this is super a super duper heading, is bigger than my HTML links. You're starting to already understand, you can visually see that the heading tags are emphasized and bigger, they're bold, but they are, uh, one is the biggest, and then two, and then three, and then four. Now, exactly how big it is, that is a default in HTML that we can change in CSS, but that's important. Now, it only goes one through six, so I can change this. Let's change this one over to a six. Gonna make a couple of changes. Okay. And now you can see, oh, it's like a little heading. All right. But we don't like that. Let's do let's do one and let's keep it to two. Now, so we're gonna run that again. It's back. It's really great to like type it in, run it, type it in, run it, and, and just see what happens. So HTML links down here, we now have a link. So if I click on this, it gives me a link. Okay. I'll run it again, it comes back to here. How did I do that? Okay, first of all, they put it within a paragraph and then they added a link tag. What's a link tag? It goes like this. Let me, and I'm gonna just, white space doesn't matter. So I can enter, I can put a ton of white space in, it's fine. As long as I'm not within quotes. Okay, so if I come down here and I look at the link, here's how a link works. It's literally A, which is confusing, right? You're like, what is A? A means I'm starting a link. Then I close this with a closing A tag. But you might notice, why don't I have a bracket here? Well, we do, but it's at the end of this. So this whole thing is the open A or the open link bracket. And so it says, A, I have a link, and that link is an href, a hypertext link. And H A H ref equals, and then I put what the link is that I want for it to be. Let's go. Okay, let's click on that. There we go. And I was playing around with this S here, but leave the S in. I put in hgtv.com, and here it went here, the hgtv.com. But I still have visit our HTML tutorial. So if I want the link to read something more appropriate, I just type in HGTV, and then here it is. So you can see how just typing it in and getting really um, specific and really help you to uh, understand what each tag is doing. We're gonna move on to just a couple of more things. I can put a, a link into my HTML. <clears throat> Or what else might you want? Let's let's go back. Let's go back and run this. It's pretty boring, right? You might also want a an image, right? You might want multiple images. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go in the same thing. I'm gonna just pull this 
copy. Now, if you're like, Ellen, wait, where are you getting that from? There we go. And I type in image. Now, I can also just find it over here, images. And that's, that's what I did. So here are the images. And then when I go here, I just go try it myself. And now I have that code. So that's really the way that a beginner will learn is, is to copy and paste the code. Now, this is the one that starts getting tricky. Come back to our, close a couple of these. Okay, so here's our link with, yeah, let me close this one. Here's our link, here's our um, try it now that has the HGTV. And let's go and add, I'm just pasting this image here, and then I'm gonna click run now. I'll tell you right now that if you try this and it doesn't work, the the problem is that your image is not in the right folder. And this sounds so silly, but it's a ton about what is made up of tech is the environment. Like what does, where should everything go? So being organized is really helpful. If it's not in the same folder, you can get around that. You just have to have a different, it has to look more like a path like you have here with, with HGTV. It, it will be a longer path. Okay, so this picture, but I, I'm using their picture because if I use one of mine, it won't work. Does that make sense? You have to use one of theirs in W3Schools. I'm gonna show you next what you can do with yours. Okay, so I have this picture. I just wanna, and, and this, couple things about the image tag. So instead of the A, I have the IMG, and instead of href, I have source, because I'm not doing a hypertext link, I'm doing, going to a source. So in this one, it's pick truly, JPG, and then it's all in double, it's all in double quotes after the equal sign. But then I have a little space, uh, and also you'll notice the image tag does not have a closed tag. I cannot explain the logic to it. But it has an ALT tag, an alt tag. That has to do with when I mouse over the picture, and it might not render in their try it, in their um, try it now. But if I moused over this on, on the web, it would say Italian truly. Okay, one other quick thing. So we got links, we've got an image. What about a link? What about an, uh, an image that is a link? So let me come here. I'm gonna leave all that up. And all I'm doing is I just copied the href here, but instead of having HGTV, so like down here, I'm gonna paste an image. And now I'm gonna run it. Okay, so you can see when I mouse over the first image, nothing happens. But when I mouse over the second image, I get this cursor and I can click and it goes to HGTV. So we've got a Ahref, we've got a link, let's run it again. We've got a link to HGTV, we've got a picture, and then we've got the link. So those are some really basic functionality of HTML. That's only gonna get you so far, okay? Um, but it's a start, it's definitely a start. And there are a couple other things that I really want you to have a strong understanding of before you kind of trot out on your own. I told you that HTML and CSS and JavaScript have overlapping functions. One of the important parts about that is that CSS can be inputted directly into the HTML 
but that's not normally, that's not like common practice. Both CSS and JavaScript are typically linked in the HTML. And I'm gonna show you what that looks like. But first I just wanna tell you how this is a key component of HTML. If you're building uh, an HTML-based site, you're not going to use all HTML. You're going to use JavaScript files and CSS files. So linking between files, I don't mean the hypertext linking like we just did, is an important part. Like it's, it's I'm gonna show you and you're gonna think, okay, that's, well, that's pretty easy. It, it is and it isn't because it's foundational to creating the result that you want. In the head section, so if you put this in the body, won't work. It's important to know where things go. That's very important. Like in HTML, if you flipped the open and close, it'll all be messed up. It's really, the structure really matters. So in, um, in CSS, <clears throat> excuse me, in CSS, let me see if I can show you. Right, I wanted to show you this one quickly. That within the heading tag, so that's open head, I have a style tag. And then I have a close style tag. And you can put the CSS right here. And they have. They have background color black with white text and margin and padding. That's totally fine and valid for you to practice CSS that way. This is not the way it's done in practice. The way it's done in practice is to link to an outside site, to link to an outside file, a CSS file. So we're gonna copy this and we're gonna come over here and we're gonna go in between the head tags and we're going to paste it here. Now, this is telling me that I have a link to a REL, I think it means related, style sheet. CSS is cascading style sheets. It's where you put all the color in a button, it's where you put a different background if you want, it's all in CSS. That sounds, it gets complicated quickly. But it has an href, just like our link does down here. And that href is called styles.css. And you should know that that's a common name for a style sheet. And you could have multiple style sheets with that name if they're within different folders. Otherwise, there's just one. Typically, you're gonna need more than one style sheet for large productions. You could have multiple ones here and you could have like a button CSS and you could have a, uh, a text box of CSS. And a lot of that has to do with like who's working on what. So that can happen a lot of different ways. So this would add styles, whatever is in the CSS file, it's now in the HTML file and I can just use it the way they use it. We're not gonna go into all that because that's CSS. Do you see where that line is so like tricky? I'll do another one on CSS, but it is very much like HTML in that you type it in and then it shows. You type it in and then it shows. If you have linked it appropriately and tag it correctly in HTML. So that's kind of the tricky thing. So this is how we include, you might call it in, you're probably thinking, why are you emphasizing the word include? They will call it an include file, okay? So this is an include file. As opposed to typing, let's go back to here, just having these two style tags up here with HTML. 
The only way you would do that is if you had just a little bit of CSS. But this will, this is a great one to show you kind of how CSS works. And we're going to now move on to JavaScript. That is also typically in another file. Uh, you might have a little bit here. So when you try this on W3 schools, it's totally fine that they're like HTML, my first JavaScript, here's the button. They're showing all this to you. But again, let me show you these script tags, script open, script close. They're putting the JavaScript inside of the HTML, and that's not normally what happens. It's an include file. But you can start to see where uh, that's absolutely how we start looking it up and we can find the different things that we need. Okay, so there are a couple more things, yeah, that I want to go into with this. And this has to do more with actually some UX stuff. So outside of our JavaScript tags and our CSS tags and putting links in and putting images in, there's a little bit more information that we're going to want in our, um, in our HTML. But this one, this stuff, we don't see. But Google and other websites are going to use it when they're, the search engines are going to use it to find and categorize your website. So it's important that we look at this. Um, these, they're met, it's metadata, and this is the heart of SEO, okay? So you, you can go through, and I'll put this link on here. We could go through, through each one of these different elements of the meta tags, but a meta tag is this meta tag character set is telling you which character set we're using. So it's like saying I'm going to use the word, or I'm going to use word basically. So we would take that one and that would be one that we would add. Okay. And again, we're going, it's typically first actually, and we're going to put that in the head, in this head tag. All right. So that one wasn't very helpful, but again, we, are not going to um, see a result. But I do wanna go over, we're just gonna go over two of these. It's this one here, which is the description, and it's this one here, which is the keywords. So you're definitely gonna want to describe what your website does. And here you can see that the description is, it's not really a sentence, but it's like a brief, intro. So I might want to change mine to say highlights in HGTV. And then my keywords, HTML, CSS, XML, JavaScript, maybe I don't want to do that. I want to say it's HTML basics, it's linking files, and it's some HGTV highlights. So the keywords are separated with commas. And this is when we talk about our metadata, this is what we're talking about and how, and this is how SEO works. Like when you want to know what the right information to put in is, this is, this is how it works is that you have to literally type in what your website is about. Now it doesn't work that generically because Google is checking to see like, did you type in something that's accurate to your web page? So that's the other thing is you want to do this per page, the more specific you can get then the better results you can get. Um, so these are a little bit general. So that's metadata. And you might be thinking, whoa, 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 we started with paragraphs and links and our metadata. Yeah, because that is the essential component 
of those. These are the essential tags of HTML that I really want you to understand. Okay, there's one more. It's actually two more, but they're that I want you to understand their importance because it really is. It, they really are kind of key to how HTML works. So we're going to come here and the main thing that I want you to look at to there we go. So they so down here you can see I have all these other things. I have these two links. I have these there are these two options for me, HTML classes and HTML ID. So I'm going to do this one. And and then I'm going to do this, I'm going to do HTML ID. So we've got our classes and then the other one we've got is the ID. And the main difference, so you're going to see, let me show you what it looks like and then I'm going to explain how they're different. The main difference, okay, you can see they're using the same information as they did with the CSS because it's helpful. Slow down, okay. HTML class, so you can see this is all my important heading, this is important text, so this is all very basic is that in here, in this H1 tag, my, and then I have an open bracket span, space, class equals note, important, close span, close H2, H1, okay? And you might be like, whoa, 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 what do all these mean? So a class has to do with what? Oh, CSS. So, this is where they become integrated. I'm really teaching you a little CSS right now if you want to get super technical, but you are going to see this word class as well as, okay, here, oh, they are using it here. Here's class. And let's do, and you're going to see ID right here. H1 ID equals my header. And you are going to see class and ID all over HTML. If you if you're looking at you might be like, what the heck is that? So there is the difference between an ID and a class is that an ID can be used to identify one element. Okay, where a class can be used to identify multiple different elements. So that's the difference there. And if you say, okay, well, what's it doing? Let's look at what it's doing and then we'll change what it's doing and see the result. So let's start with ID, which is actually simpler. So the ID is not its own tag. So that's why you'll see it within an H1. It can be within a paragraph. The class, they used it in a span, which is, uh, you might also see it in a div tag, which we're not gonna go over today, but um, div tags are just organization of the tags. There's really, they're like a holder for other information. Okay, so H1 ID equals my header. Well, it's in double quotes, so that means it's if it's in double quotes, it's a specific text referring to something specific, like a hyperlink, like an image file, something like that. Well, in this case, my CSS is right up here, so I can see it, and I know it's CSS because I have a style open and a style closed. That's how I know. And my header, is defined by a background color of light blue, see that? 
uh, color of black, that means the text, the text is black, a padding of 40. Padding um, is spacing around the edges. There are like multiple layers of this. You can do padding and margins. And there, it's like a whole, there's a series of boxes around everything, but all you need to know is that padding is gonna push it in about, um, it's gonna push it in a certain amount. And in this case, it's 40 pixels. Okay, and then I'm gonna text align center. So let's just change that text align to left and run it and you can see that it's over here. Well, that's because this is defined as my header. And you might say, why? This is selected by the person typing it. So I could change this to my background and I can run it. And what, wait, what happened? Well, what happened is I no longer am referring to my header. So if I come down here and I call my background and I run it, now we're back on track. But I really don't like the white, I, I mean the black, I like white, so we're gonna move it to white and I'm gonna move it back into the center and then I'm gonna run it. So you can see I continue to run it. I will tell you that the color is, you can use white, black, whatever. Like if you're in UI or UX, you're using something called a hexadecimal code, but this is fine for learning purposes. And you can see it like there is, oh, you can type in white in something comes, you can type in black and it's totally fine to just put that in as a placeholder. So this is for ID, class works similarly, but we're gonna look at it just quickly. Um, I think this class is easier to work with. So important is the word right here that's within this span. And the word, the class is referencing note. So in my style sheet, you can see it's defined a little differently. It's span.note as opposed to that the um, hashtag that the ID has. This is this is just a class. And you can see that my font size is 120% bigger than whatever my H1 is, than whatever it's within. And then the color is red, but I really don't like that. I'm gonna put purple and then I'm gonna run it. And, oh, I'm sorry, it's being applied. I'm sorry, I was down here with important. They're do, applying it to both. Span, class, note, important. And down here, span class note important. Yeah, that makes sense. Because what we want to say is, uh, like if you had a menu and you wanted them all to have the same color, if you change one, you want them all to change, then this is where you could do that a thousand places, right? Which is not normal, but it's not uncommon to have dozens or hundreds. And so we could just change it at one place. And again, here I'm typing the CSS, they're showing us the CSS in here, but imagine like files with all sorts of things, but you could just go in and change it one time and then it per perpetuates it everywhere. I know that there can be a lot of complexities about it, but that's the fundamental piece that we're looking at is that um, by having this type of structure, what I'm doing is allowing um, the the ability to make a change one time and it can be precipitated throughout. I don't have to go and make the change every time, every time. So setting up the initial structure is really, really important. So those, like, those are literally, if you go over those tags and you get those, put HTML and you practice it a few times, put HTML on your uh, resume. After you do it in W3 schools, then you put it in a text file and you try it there. And then you have that you have a file kind of separate from from the try it. There's always going to be a little bit of um, environmental things they're setting up. They're setting up 
something that you can type in. But you never really need to stop using the try it. You can always test your code there and then put it in a bigger file, like its own file. But when I have it in a text file and you do need to do save as.html and you need to make sure you have all files instead of .text selected because it'll just add the .text. Once you have that, now you can put that on GitHub and you start your repository. And that's kind of how you start to build your, um, your programming portfolio is you just have an HTML file. That's the first thing you have. And that's a really great way to just kind of say, I'm starting my coding journey and that's great. You know, a lot of the UX designers I've been talking to lately or the aspiring UX designers, they're like, no, we, I really, they want to know if I know HTML. And they, once you do this and you like see, okay, I can do a few things and I know where to reference it, you'll be so much more comfortable with it. If you go over this video a couple of times and you practice maybe 10, 12 times, uh, put it on your resume as you work towards building your other skills, your CSS skills, your JavaScript skills, which again, if you're UI focused, then yeah, I think there's some validity to putting that in there. If you're a research focused UXer, that's totally fine. You just say that it's your use, use it. You're a research focused UXer and that you, if that's not the right fit for you, okay, that's fine. Um, but just knowing a little bit of HTML will never, never hurt. And also just like creating a GitHub repo and all that, like it's, it's not that hard, but if you sit down and spend an hour doing it, you'll, it'll, it'll kind of elevate you at a different level. You'll just understand all those components. So I'm super excited about this one. I think that there's a lot of great information in here. And I think if you go to W3 schools and you just do it, you can get totally overwhelmed. And I think if you do this one and you just practice it again and again, then um, I think it's going to really help focus your attention on what you need to do and what you need to learn. Uh, so I hope it's been helpful. Hey, techies. I just want to take a minute to tell you about Spiffy on-demand car care. With four very active kids and my husband and I both running our own businesses, we are always looking for ways to 86 items from the to-do list. That's why I love Spiffy. They come right to my house. They'll go right to your house or office too. They'll get your car in tip-top shape, whether that's an oil change, a car wash, or car detailing. I know you've got those mashed up pretzels in the minivan. And Spiffy loves our mission of helping moms get into tech. That's why they're offering your techie podcast listeners a great deal. You'll get $20 off your oil change and $30 off any car detailing or car wash services by entering the promo code techie at checkout. How awesome is that? No more going to the local oil change store while the technician wastes your time with upsells. I seriously hate that. Just go to getspiffy.com, schedule your appointment, and enter the promo code techie, T-E-C-H-Y, at checkout. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.